And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Corner Full of Bad Podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Corner Full of Bad Podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance, fitness, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Hold on. I think that's better. Oh, oh, I should have muted if I did that. But what did I say? And we're Wealth Wednesdays. All right, yeah. My co-host Jordan went on paternity leave. We started Wealth Wednesdays. We get straight to the finance information. I know y'all see the topic of today's video. Look, not off subjects. I'm trying to gear up, like prepare for the student loans. We've been talking about debt and we're talking about bankruptcy today. I know y'all see that title. And I was going to do a student, um, that's not an article, it's a white paper that was done on the student loan situation as far as people who had their loans put in forbearance because they were federal student loans and people who did not an impact on that. I was going to do it today, but it's a, a pretty lengthy white paper. So I'm going to wait and do it at a later time. So I'm not rushing through it. But today we're going to talk about that bankruptcy. But before we do, make sure that like button, share and subscribe, shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platform as podcast platforms as well. Also, don't sue me. Sue your mama. Entertain purposes only. Neither myself nor Jordan or fitness or financial professionals, you need to do your own research and seek out a professional. We are not liable. We're liable to be liable, but we're not liable for any information on here. And as I was talking about, yeah, we have student loans. Look, it's June. It's going to be June 7th. Technically, when y'all hear this, today is June 6th. We're, we got, what is that? 22 days, 23 days. We're coming up on it. There's 30 days in June. We're, this Supreme, let me see if I can figure it out. See if they release a date. The Supreme Court hearing. I don't see an update for it yet, but it's gonna it's gonna be one of those days. Look, just start making your payments. Just start making the payments. Well, I we're doing I'm obviously gonna do an episode once it does drop, but just just start making your payments now. I'm gonna likely do the episode on the white paper the next maybe not next Wednesday, but the next episode because it might be like a special edition type thing but i'm going to try to do it before the hearing comes out assume it doesn't come out this week in the next two or three days so that's going to be on the horizon but today we're going to get started on that i'm forgetting on what i'm supposed to do for my intro i got messed up because of my mic that's why i don't do things in between oh yeah myself and jordan my contact information as well as my co-host information is in the show notes on youtube i'm at sideline underscore Corey. my co-host jordan is at stops all and j social media platforms his business page is finally fit 06 instagram then his website is finally fit live for in person not in person he that's on hold for online virtual slash virtual training sessions okay all the information is in the show notes and on our social media all right now we're gonna get straight into it talking about the main causes of bankruptcy one one thing before because for the first time listeners I do not read these articles ahead of time. I just get them through them to see how long it's going to be so I can prep or how long the article is going to be. But if you don't know, student loans are not something that's bankruptable. So um, I'm interested to see the main causes of people's bankruptcy and the numbers and stats and, you know, what's all on here. So here we go. And we're going to debt.org this time. This isn't going to be a CNBC article or something like that. So let me get the screen squared, the screen shared so y'all can see that. And I'm hoping the view is not too bad. I'm sharing it. Let me see. Definitely got to zoom in some more. Maybe that's what I should do. I should share my screen off stage. Maybe. Would that be better? That still looks worse. That'll be better. That's so zoomed in, though. My goodness. It's going to take me forever to read. All right, we're going to leave it there. Screw it. All right, again, this is debt.org forward slash bankruptcy forward slash statistics. This is by Bill Fay. Shout out to the, I got, I got a normal name, but what if it's Bill Fay, right? Maybe the AY is Fay. Regardless, bankruptcy statistics. This is updated April 13, 2023. So it's a pretty recent article. I feel like my mic, something is like off. I don't get I accidentally hit my, my, my cord, and that might be what's wrong. I might have moved a little bit. Whatever. All right. Bankruptcy is scary. <laughs> this is going to explain, but for those who don't know bank, what bankruptcy is slash the types of bankruptcies, it's going to go through the types of bankruptcies. But in short, bankruptcy is you can't pay your bills. So then you're bankrupt, right? Play Monopoly. And so they're 
different way, different types of bankruptcies. And that's we're gonna go through that in this article. But in short, this is when you can't pay your money, so they come and take your stuff. Sometimes they don't take your stuff, which we're gonna get into. But bankruptcy is a scary notion to many. But for those caught in challenging financial situations that involve heavy debt, bankruptcy is a viable option to gain a new start. Yeah, but this is the reset. We talk about that. And from a health standpoint, look, you get you know, some type of terminal illness. That's about it. I mean, you're going to have to hope your body recovers. But from a financial standpoint, if you do mess up really bad, you can't just go bankrupt and restart. All right. Most cases of bankruptcy aren't caused by reckless spending, but by financial hardship. And many are the lower income individuals who simply can't afford to deal with unexpected major expenses, such as a job loss or medical. But let me be clear. A job loss is not an unexpected. It's not a, a job loss is an unexpected major expense. Your job. Your, your job brings in income, so by definition, it's not an expense. Medical bills, mm, even if you have an unexpected medical issue, you have to have multiple. At the end of the day, you only have one payment, right? You have to have, mo you know, you have one payment for the one medical bill. You know, you consolidate on whatever it is. You have to have multiple medical issues to have, you know, significant issues from that standpoint as far as bankruptcy. We could talk about, though, what you're spending money on from a health standpoint, what you're eating, things like that, and how that comes into play. But, you know, you're not going to have one medical issue and then you have that one payment unless, it's, you know, you, you pretty much almost die. But even then, let's say lower income, not sure if people have health insurance or not when they're saying that. But if you have health insurance, if you have a life threatening type of injury, it's likely going to hit your out of pocket maximum, which is when you hit that amount, then your employer pays everything on top of that. And for most people. Even if you have the family plan, it's going to be not even $20,000. And if you have a one payment on a $20,000 debt, it's not going to destroy you financially. Let's be very clear. Peaks in bankruptcy, bankruptcy, bankruptcy petitions typically signify economic downturn. And states with fewer consumer-friendly laws typically see the most violence. Ah, interesting. Did not know that. Consumers could consider debt like consolidation options, debt management plans, debt consolidation loans and debt settlement as an option to avoid filing bankruptcy. Yes, if you're in a situation where most times I would say if you're if you're if you actually need to file bankruptcy, you got to be careful. Don't you know go to a I think it's a bankruptcy attorney, but someone who specializes in bankruptcy, they're probably going to tell you to file bankruptcy because that's how they make money, right? That's their job, right? To help people through bankruptcy. And if you're not in bankruptcy, they're not making any money. But most people think they're in bankruptcy or, or you know, need to file bankruptcy or, or near it, and they're not. Again, I've already said this before. Necessities, debt payments. If you can make uh, pay for your necessities and your debt payments, you're not, you're good. And you have money left over, you're good. If you're in a situation where you're determining whether or not you have to pay for needs or bankruptcy, you know, as far as you don't have enough money, then that's where you might be looking at bankruptcy. But also, too, how much money are we talking about? Meaning, can you just pick up a part-time job literally at McDonald's, right? I mean, how, how much money do you need just to fight off, you know, for a couple of months? That's what I talk about. First thing I recommend build a team. You're probably three to six months. If you're near bankruptcy, we just got to get out a couple of payments, right? A couple of credit cards. When people have usually in bankruptcy situation, they have a, a lot of, a, I mean, a lot of debt, obviously, but a lot of different types of debt. There's usually just a couple of things they can knock out to get rid of the minimum payment. But they do have stats on here for uh, case studies or sample sizes or whatever. So we'll see if those are actual real people. Well, people usually have, but all of my clients have had debt, you know, less than $5,000 that they could pay off. You can pay off $5,000 in less than a year and usually less than six months if you just lock in. It doesn't take, it doesn't take that much to pay that off, especially if you pick up, you know, a part-time job. I mean, my goodness. Number of bankruptcy filings. Let's see. It's hard to, yeah, I can barely read this over here where it says bankruptcy stats. States and the number of bankruptcies declared, and this is 2011, California, obviously the most, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Ohio, California, Florida, sort of allies, so they have, their California has the most people, so it makes sense, they have the most bankruptcies, but Florida's near the top as well, so. Demographic of bankruptcy filers, 52% male, 64% married, insane. It's not insane that married people do it, because they, they have twice the debt, but married people don't have twice the income, right? So one thing when you get married that doesn't usually double is your income, but usually the debt does double, right? Usually, usually people have a whole bunch of debt as a single person, then they get married and their debt doubles. All right, somebody even triple. 
all right, 36% have high school education. Wow. I don't know the numbers of how many Americans have high school education. 60% make under $30,000. That's crazy. But here, this is 2011. So that's that's not as close to poverty as it would be now. Let me see. Y'all know me. I, I got to I gotta always know what I'm talking about. Let me pull up the inflation calculator. Inflation calculator. I got to see what inflation was. That's uh, 2011 it was. And let me see. So let me share the screen here. Kelly's over there for whatever reason. Okay, again, always for the fact checkers. Then 2023, a dollar. Dollar in 2023. 2011. So let's see. $30,000. All right, $40,000. 40.5. Today's money, 60%. Forty thousand dollars is less than twenty thousand a year. I mean, my goodness. I mean, just just get mo- mo- If you're in a situation where you have low income, the good thing is you you can just get another job and increase your income, right? If you're in a situation where you make, you know, over six figures, you might not. When I say not, might not mean you have to work it into your schedule. You might have a more demanding job, so it's going to be harder for you to pick up a job as far as um, work work hours, outside work hours, things like that. But if you're making 60% of people, they make under $30,000 this time or under or under $40,000 for just for inflation, you can go get another job. If you're in a situation where you make $40,000 a year and it's hard for you to get a job outside of work, get new, just get a new job. Just get two new jobs. All right. I mean, my goodness, you're not getting paid enough anyways. Number of bankruptcy filings. Bankruptcy filings dropped, okay, during the pandemic. Makes sense because they made some people have to make their payments. The most recent bankruptcy statistics from the U.S. court showed that for 2022, bankruptcy filings, okay, they dropped 6.3% compared to the previous year. That means a drop, okay, as a whole number from 413K to 387K. However, as the aid ended, yes, bankruptcy is increasing. The student loans have not started back up. And the reason I'm talking about this in relation to student loans is, think about this. Because this is saying that it makes sense, right? During the pandemic, people have to make payments on various loans, not just student loans, and not as long. Nothing was in the, has been in, in forbearance as long as student loans. But people have to make payments probably at least most of 20, if not all of 2020. But I know for a good handful of months, people don't have to make any payments on some loans, car insurance, all these different type of things. But as we're going back to a pre-COVID type of lifestyle, at least from a financial standpoint, you're seeing here where the numbers are increasing. You know, we'll see what this data says as far as increasing 19 percent. Yikes. Right. But that's without the student loans for most people. And again, I'm going to do the article about the student loans or just any stop calling an article. It's a white paper. I'm going to talk about the student loan situation where people who had student loans paused and people who didn't as far as a payment standpoint and what their situation is. But when student loans kick back on, what do you all think is about to happen? If bankruptcy numbers increased before student loans came back on, so people don't have those payments in the minimum budget, a good amount of people, it is about to be messy. It is going to be messy. And the inflation is going to be crazy out here. Crazy, crazy. February 2023, or excuse me, January 2023, bankruptcy filings increased by 19% compared to the previous year. February 2023 was 18% compared to the previous year. And this is according to Epic Bankruptcy, EPIQ, leading the leading provider of you. Okay, the, the leading provider of bankruptcy data says this. So in the conversation. Okay, it's number significant. Total filings increased by 2% in February compared to January. Two months. So the bankruptcies from 2022 to 2023 increased 19%. Then February 2022 to 2023 increased 18%. So that's when it's comparing over a year to the previous month. But from February 2023, it went up 2% compared to January 2023. So just in a month, it went up 2%. The overall numbers are still lower than pandemic numbers, pre-pandemic numbers, excuse me, but do reflect the pain caused by inflation. So I, but that's saying, I guess we're in a better position, are we, right? Growing number of households and businesses filing for bankruptcy reflects the okay, challenges, says Amy Quack. Y'all, out of, shout out to Amy Quack and Boss. But I mean, this is a video, this is a video game. Oh, Jesus. This is a video game name. This is, this is executive director of the American Bankruptcy Institute. 
Okay, Amy says that loads are expanding as the prices are okay going up due to inflation, borrowing, right? Increasing while the pandemic relief efforts, right? They've gone, yep, gone away. Pandemic's pretty much over. Right, safe haven, right? The safe haven of bankruptcy is continually available for our financially distressed businesses and consumers. So that we're gonna get into business information and consumer debt. I mean bankruptcy as well. Okay, they hit an all-time high, okay, 2005. 2 million cases were filed. Okay, 855 households. One out of every 55 households filed for bankruptcy in 2005. It's interesting to see these statistics for years in which, you know, you were growing up. Like I was in, either I was in fifth grade or sixth, probably in sixth grade at this time. But I don't remember this level of financial stress. My parents, my parents didn't go through this. But it's still interesting to be like, one out of every 55 households filed bankruptcy? Don't recall this. My goodness. The last three years have shown the impact, what's my mouse doing? Impact of right pandemic and how the relief aid or okay, pandemic relief help people has just lessened the okay, okay, pandemic stuff was down. So this is 2001 to 2022. As you can see the spike in 2005, the most ever, 2006. Look at 07, 08, 09. It looks like, woo. See, I, I don't remember, I guess coming out of um the dot com bubble. That's 2001, 2002, 2000. I mean, I guess, or I mean, right, that's right after 9 11, too. Then you see a decrease right after we get um, the housing crisis in 07, 08, 09. It's been going down year over year, which is, is that's a good thing. It's good. It's a good thing we see how much bankruptcies are going down. That's that's one. So you talk about the state of economy and people struggling. It's it's look at this significant decrease in bankruptcies. That's great, and the households. It's about households. I'm not sure if the household. My guess is households are increasing. Right, they might not be though. So you gotta. Sort of adjust on how much uh, the households equate to by year percentage wise. Okay, this is from the US courts. So, this is, this is a pretty valid article. It's dot org, not a dot gov, but still, I mean, debt.org. I mean, my goodness. Businesses and non businesses, bankruptcy filings. Okay, yes, you can file on business or personal. Personal filings happen when individual right candidate can't pay their bills. I said this, they're swamped in debt. Business filings happen when a business is in the financial bond, right? Okay, the vast majority of bankruptcies are filed because. Are filed by consumers right now. Businesses, as that chart just showed. Okay, more data. All right, here we go. Bankruptcy filings in the last five years. Businesses. So they've been they've been going. They've been. Twenty eighteen. There was an increase in twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, but since twenty nineteen, they've obviously decreased because twenty nineteen is the last pre-pandemic year we will ever have in our lifetimes. All right, and then you see it go down. Year over year from there. Okay. Bankruptcy. I hate, I mean, I, I don't hate, but you know, I, again, I don't read these articles ahead of time. All this is showing is everything I just read above where it's saying bankruptcy is decreasing. I'm trying to, you know, see how valuable this chart is. Okay, this chart is just a summary of what I what I read before. Okay, here we go. Bankruptcy bankruptcy filings by chapter. So in case you don't know um the type of bankruptcies. So here we go. Filing bankruptcy meaning choosing which chapter applies to your situation. So chapter 11 is a business bankruptcy. So if you don't have a business, you don't need to worry about chapter 11. Then we get to chapter seven and chapter 13. Those, those are the personal ones. And a chapter seven, chapter seven bankruptcy. And you know, is, is it good to know these things? No, because I don't want you going through bankruptcy, but you need to know in case you do with this situation or pondering it. I mean, you know, you need to reach out for help if you might be going through bankruptcy or you think you are. But chapter seven, non-essential assets are sold, but this is not including your home. And the money raised is used to discharge debts. Okay, chapter seven is bad, bad, bad. But chapter 13, a three to five year payment plan to pay down debt is agreed to with the court. So in short, with a chapter 13, you should be able to keep your stuff. But chapter seven, you can't. So in chapter seven, what happens is when you go through bankruptcy, and I could be getting these wrong mixed up, but we're seeing another bankruptcy. You have the option to keep things and things you don't keep. They get sold as a saying it goes towards your debt, right? I mean, they take some of your assets, right? And they liquidate them. And they put them towards your debt. Remember net worth, assets minus minus liabilities. So take some of your assets, liquidate them, turn them into cash and put it towards your liabilities or your debt. Now, chapter 13, you essentially keep everything and you just go on a different payment plan. So this, is, this is a big um debt consolidation, but the bankruptcy goes on your credit. So it, choo, but I mean, let's be clear. You don't need no credit anyway, because you just went through bankruptcy. I mean, it's went through bankruptcy. The goal of any bankruptcy is to have debts discharged, which gives you a new start to 
right your financial ship. That's the thing. So you can you know, go through bankruptcy and have your car repo, but then now you don't have a car or you can lose your house. Now you don't have a house, right? You have to look at situations. It's going to be hard. You know, if you're renting somewhere, right? I mean, a bankruptcy on your credit report shows that you can't pay your bills. What it really shows you had too much debt for whatever reason, and it truly needs to be analyzed. But in short, at the end of the day, you couldn't make your payments, your, at least your minimum payments on your bills. That's why you went through the bankruptcy. That's what that's going to show. Excuse me. I'll be hitting the crap out of my mic. Here we go. Here's a look at the number of bankruptcies by most common chapters over the past five years. Now, one would say, and I'm not in charge of these things, but why couldn't it just be like, what are what are Like, what's chapter eight bankruptcies? Well, why is it? I, I just don't understand why why you you know just don't name things in order. Like why it'd been different if chapter eleven or chapter thirteen was for businesses, but why did they put the thirteen? I mean, I know what probably happened, right? Chronological order when they're adjusting these things, but I'm just like, what? All right, here we go. Chapter seven, eleven, thirteen. So we see chapter seven is more people are filing chapter seven than chapter 13. So again, more people are in a situation where non-essential assets are being sold. So they're they're losing their assets and it's going towards their debt. And the debt is just charged versus the chapter 13, where you still keep everything. Here we go. States with the highest numbers. Okay, hopefully this is more 2023 numbers. Oh, yeah, it is. Versus that 2011 article that's sitting there. All right, the number of actual bankruptcies varies widely by state and is a function of state population and policy. So here we go. The state that you live in, again, we talk about, you know, politics every now and then, federal versus state. Bankruptcy situation is going to be state-based. Okay, according to status of the state with the most bankruptcy, okay, California makes sense. Again, they have the most people, so it makes sense. If you're just doing a whole number, they have the most. It's good to maintain perspective, though. In 2011, California had more than 240,000. What? I, I believe 2011 was a hard year because you graduated high school. 240,000? That's insane. I can't wait to see these 2023, 2024 numbers. These these post-pandemic numbers? Once these student loans get back on, it's going to be crazy. Not that I'm wishing for more people to file bankruptcy, but, you know, it'll be interesting once we get past 2021. I mean, 2020 to 2023, right? No type of pandemic stuff. 2024 and beyond. At the end, at the other end of the spectrum, Alaska, okay, Alaska, 182, Vermont, second lowest, right? They're towards the end as far as population, even though Alaska is the largest state, landmass wise. The five states with most bankruptcies, okay, from 2022 accounted for 31% of the filings. These states, okay, California, Georgia, Illinois, and Texas. So Ohio is no longer in that top five from 2011. And again, see, this is, I mean, we do a whole number like this, I wish it was percentage wise. California, Florida, and Texas, not in order, but they, ha they have the most people. So if you're just doing a whole number, I'm going to always expect to see them at the top. Even though it's the same, you know, the state base. If you're doing a whole number, it's going to be California, Florida, and Texas. Those are big three. And New, and New York. New York's not on here, though. Then Georgia, Illinois. These are states, you know, I would say. This is um, Georgia, Illinois are in the top 10 as well. Yeah, because that's where you have Chicago and Atlanta. Illinois is sixth and Georgia is eighth. I mean, okay, so I mean, out of the, the states with the most bankruptcy violence, you know, out of the top five, they're all in the top eight for most population. So, I mean, kind of is what it is. We're missing New York and Pennsylvania in there. And New York and Pennsylvania, I mean, whatever. All righty. Causes for bankruptcy. Here we go. Medical bills. Student loans will not be on here because you can't you can't file bankruptcy on student loans. But medical bills are a significant factor in bankruptcy filing. The Kaiser Family Foundation showed that 41% of U.S. citizens carry some sort of medical debt, and 24% were considered considering filing bankruptcy to solve a medical debt issue. I'm here for the podcast. I'm still here for the podcast, listeners. I'm I'm pondering what I'm going to say here. Not that I'm trying to be politically correct, but. What what be had? I wish this one. I wish Jordan was here. What what do y'all be doing? Mer I mean, my guess is I don't know if we're the we're probably yeah we're the most obese country. So we're we are the the unhealthy the most I was gonna say the most unhealthy. We are the unhealthiest country. 
on the planet true. So it, it makes sense. But 41% is damn near 50. What do y'all be doing? Like, what well, I'm... I'm concerned on what medical issues people truly have in the sense of to the point where 41% of Americans carry some sort of medical debt. It's not that it said at some point in time have medical debt. Cool. And I, I don't know how they're calculating this medical debt set. A lot of, a lot of people, medical debt stat, a lot of people end up can get it, can get medical debt. You go you know, to the hospital and they end up just, they, they can sometimes send it straight to the collections. Okay, cool. I don't know if this is part of that stat and it, you know, it probably is, but for the situation where, you know, you get the bill and you don't pay it off right away. However, you end up getting sent the bill, right? Where they get splits in collections, yada, yada, yada. If once you see how much you finally owe after your insurance, you know, adjudicates it and everything like that, and you still don't pay it off right away, you know, let's let's say that's 41%. What, what do y'all be doing? If you're in a situation where you have a medical bill, in short, something is medically wrong with you or something bad happened to you, right? If you're in a type of life or death, situ- life or death situation, you're in a car accident, all these type of things. I think we talked about car insurance before, how that can help. From a medical standpoint, um, on top, you know, be like a surplus to your medical insurance. But my goodness, a quarter were considering bankruptcy to solve a medical debt issue. You need it. This is this is when this is when Jordan needs to be here. I might have let him know. You you got y'all got to take care of your health. I would like to know how much how much of people who have medical debt is due to some type of issue that can be solved with the workout change which is completely free and exercise change exercise is 100 free and then a diet change insanity however while some bankruptcies were related to outstanding medical situations other factors cause people to file job loss clearly unaffordable mortgage i thought they were preventing that after the house <laughs> After 07, 08, 09, shouldn't the unaffordable mortgage situation kind of be going away? Overspending, including on credit cards. Divorce, yes. And helping other family members with financial assistance, which while noble can put the lender slash gifter in a bad position by their financial house. Hey, shout out to the financial house. It's not in order, yeah. Divorce is a big one. I mean, if you want to... Destroy your finances, go through a divorce. That that'll do it. But this is off the top of my head. I don't I don't know the divorce statistics. It's just more. This is my opinion. A lot of times, people who are in a situation where they go through a divorce and they're struggling financially is due to a lack of properly separating the assets, or or should I say, not separating, handling the assets. Meaning, a lot of times. Both people's incomes are required to pay for the mortgage, utilities, all that type of stuff, everything to run the house. Then they don't they don't look at it that way. And then they um one person gets the house, but then you, know, you have to pay alimony, whatever it is, still make the mortgage. So you have to make this mortgage payment, and then you, you need somewhere else to live, you don't live in a house anymore, all that type of stuff. So a lot of times when it's from a divorce standpoint. They just need to be better on liquidating the assets, selling everything and saying, okay, this is how much you got. I know you don't want to displace the children, have them move, all these different types of things, but you're better off using divorce situation saying, hey, can you make these payments? Yes or no. And if you can't, then we're going to sell it and do what we can to pay down the debt. We could sell, um, not selling the debt, but where possible, uh, refinancing the debt. So if it's you know, your primary driver, but both of you are on the loan, Right. Nope. You got, got to refin- refinance and get just the primary driver, just them on the loan. So it's their loan. All these different type of things. A lot of times when people get divorced, they don't divorce everything. Which we're, outside of it involves the children, you need to be divorced completely. Okay. Okay. Changing demographics of bankruptcy filers. It's not easy to place bankruptcy files in specific groups. The main cause of bankruptcy remain consistent over the years. Job loss and medical expenses, job loss, okay. Loss of income, which brings, right, okay, fear, okay, again, debt. Or should I say no income? No, obviously, if you lose your job, you're going to be struggling. If you have no income, if you have if you have $0 in income, you're going to be struggling financially. 
medical expenses in our system remain right one of the top drivers dead where it can lead to bankruptcy age at bankruptcy oh, what is going on with my mouse it, it, i don't think my mouse is more broke i'm gonna say more broke because we're talking about bankruptcy i don't think it's more, more brokener it, it's just it's acting crazy i'm trying to highlight this section yo what is going on there we go age at bankruptcy 19 since 1990s bankruptcy has been used with increasing frequency by older individuals i bet they get in that sandwich generation and they can't get out of it from 1991 through 2000. I, w I know student loans are involved in bankruptcy, but man, I wish I wonder if I could find the data on how much student loan debt people have based on them filing bankruptcy. Cause I wouldn't be surprised. One of the reason people who are increasingly filing bankruptcy as they get older might be due to the fact they have parent plus loans and increase of how much college costs. That's crazy. From 1991, give me, give me one second, y'all. My bad, y'all. I'm like in the background. I, I don't know if it's picking up or not, but like, God dang. It's so loud in my ears right now. I, I can hear it. So frequency by older individuals from 1991 through 2018. The race of people 65 and older who filed increased Jesus three times. I wonder what that three times is, though, right? To go from two to six, you know, go 20, 60. While seniors make up only 8% of total bankruptcy filings, the number of those filing age 55 and older has doubled in the past 16 years. Those 55 and older, ooh, 55 and older, 20% of people pretty much is retirement. Pretty much 55 is retirement. People at retirement age, oh my goodness. My guess is seniors in this case is 65 and older. I, I don't, I, this is the type of stats. It's like, what is, if you're going to show age and what does seniors mean? I assume, assume seniors are 65 and older. 55 is 20% of the filings. My goodness. And that, that 55, 55, that's going to be the, 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 I want to say the back and the beginning, right? The beginning of Gen X is baby boomers are right at 60 right now. The, the back end of baby boomers. So this is the, the oldest set of Gen X. Repeat filers. Recent studies have yeah, people, people can file. Yes, you can file multiple bankruptcies. Some people file, file bankruptcy and then in short, the bankruptcy wasn't good enough. And then so they said, I shouldn't be laughing, but they had to file again. They end up having to file again because the first bankruptcy, like I said, it just wasn't good enough. They they didn't bankrupt enough stuff and shorter consolidate the payment plan, whatever. They couldn't afford that. They do a chapter 13, the three to five year plan, and they couldn't afford those payments. It's just, it's that bad. So recent studies are 8% of those who file for bankruptcy. have filed 8%. I mean, I mean, somebody's going to do people are repeat filers. That's that much. But these repeat filers are responsible for 16. Okay. So they almost make up a fifth of bankruptcies. All right, some experts believe that bankruptcy laws are exploited. Right, <laughs> repeat violence as proof that the government has enacted policies to curb abuse of the bankruptcy system. These new policies have had little no effect on who declares bankruptcy and when. Is what it is. Shout out to using the system. Yo, my mouse is tripping. This is crazy. Like, what is going on? I'm, go I'm going down. It's going up. Pause. I'm using the mouse. <laughs> Shout out to the internet forever. Uh, I'm using the mouse and every time I'm, I'm dragging the mouse down, it just scrolls the screen back up. Gender and marital status. About equal numbers of men and women file bankruptcy. Okay. With the ratio of 48 to men, 52 to women. Over the last few years, the gap has been shrinking. Married individuals make up increasing. I'm, 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 I'm like, okay, what, what are we getting from this data? You know what I mean? Because most people who are married are opposite, you know, opposite sex. So, and if married, you know, make up the most, it's like, okay, when it comes to data, I like like meaningful data. Shout out to this article though. Was it Bill Fay? Married individuals are making up an increasing proportion of bankruptcies. I bet because, you know, student loan debt is out the wazoo. And again, you can't bankrupt student loan debt, but you got that payment. More than 64% in 2010. Those numbers include married couples filing jointly. What? Tax that? What's the tax that is needed for? Whatever. In addition, 70% of debtors are single, 15% are divorced. So, mean never being married, 3% are widowed. Unfortunate if, if for people who are widowed and they file a divorce. Bless you. 
divorcing that. Let's see if I can find bankruptcy. There's, okay, there, it's not on here. They, 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 okay, whatever. Education level. 20% in 2010, had a bachelor's degree or higher, up 16% from four years earlier, 2007, 36% high school education, another 20% have some college education. Okay, so the in-between. The cause was seen to point to the financial burden of student loan. We did get some student loans. Insanity. I don't think they talk about student loans here. Oh, they're talking about student loans. Oh my goodness. The cause was seen to point to the financial. Is this the same thing? Oh, students in debt. What, what is this article? Not, and I'm going through the rabbit hole. I told you I love talking about debt. Not in a good way, but it's interesting to see. I mean, the main reason people are struggling financially is that they have too much debt slash debt at all. So it's interesting to see the numbers and why people, for whatever reason, complain not to. You know, debt is like a high blood pressure and diabetes. It's like, it's going to kill you. Like, why, why are you arguing about fighting that? Discharging student loan debt is terribly difficult. In typo. In bankruptcy, difficult in bankruptcy. The reason that only 0.1% of all bankruptcy filings caused by student loans were discharged each year. <laughs> In 2022, okay, President Biden and the administration announced new policies to make it easier for student loan debt. Okay, they're, they're making it easier apparently as of last year, but the people have the loans. <laughs> the loans haven't started back up, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how, how that works out because the loans haven't started back up yet. This is going to be so crazy. Prior to that announcement, filers had to show student loans caused an undue hardship, which essentially meant suing the lender. What? This was extremely difficult and meant many chose not to even pursue that court. I bet. You're going to take on Mohila? Sometimes the lender is the federal government. You're going to... Oh, my goodness. This is insane which in essentially meant suing the lender. You're going to sue the federal government? How are you going to sue the federal government? Crazy. Okay, obviously extremely difficult. It meant, okay, okay, it's not chosen to do it. With that policy, student loans were treated differently in bankruptcy than credit card, right? Yeah, they, they made it so it's treated differently. It's, a, it's consumer debt student loans, but it's not tr treated the same. Biden's policy changes were meant to simplify the process of showing hardship. Why do you have to <laughs> don't simplify? Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not saying me. I'm I'm not saying I'm pro or against, you know, people having to file bankruptcy. But just make it so it's be student loans are treated the same as credit card, medical, and consumer debt. That I mean, if you want them to be able to file it, just make it be treated exactly the same. Yeah, they have the power to do that. Actually, no, it's probably, it might be a law. When it comes to those student loans, uh, it actually might not be as easy now to think about it. Okay, but it's meant to make it easier for government lawyers to recommend that student loan debt be discharged. Most consumer groups praised the policy change, but it ended up in court. There we go. Back to court. I would say I, I don't read ahead. Even when I'm reading, I don't read ahead, which would determine. Okay. It's in court, so we gotta do. So we gotta see if they're gonna make the plan legal. Insane. Let's see how much more. We're almost done, y'all. Oh, we all done. All right, last one. Income level. Twenty eleven study found that sixty percent of bankruptcy filers have salaries of less than thirty thousand. So again, we're adjusting for inflation. It's going to be about around forty thousand, and they may have had options for low cost bankruptcy. Why don't they just go make more money? No one wants to explain, especially if you have an extremely low income. Why don't you just go? work some more this reflected a decrease from about 66 percent four years earlier over the same period an increasing percentage of filers reported making more than sixty thousand. okay 60k that's 2011 we gotta go back okay we're going back to the inflation calculator because that's 60k in 2011 Oh, man. 
this, this might end up being what's 30? I can do, do the math in my head. It's gonna be 78. It's gonna go oh, 80, yeah, 80, 78, 80. Eighty thousand dollars, and you're and you just oh. This demographic grew from almost to five point five percent to ten, almost ten percent, nine point two. That's bad. No one is immune right to severe financial troubles. And again, I wonder if this is people who actually have an income and not people who lost their job. They're saying people who have an income. And they're still going through bankruptcy or people were making 60,000, 30,000. Then they lost their job. And that is what triggered the bankruptcy. Interesting to see exactly what that is. Or I would like to see. No one is immune, right? Okay, if you're right, struggling, okay, consider debt settlement and debt consolidation before turning to bankruptcy. I'm, I'm going to talk on this after I read this last part. Talk to a credit counselor right before filing bankruptcy. Okay, I'm going to be able to talk about it now. All individuals who are considering filing bankruptcy must speak. My, yeah, my mouse is tripping. Obviously, it's getting worse, but still, this is crazy. Speak with a credit counselor. This counseling session is a required step, and it may help individuals avoid filing because of find right another solution. You need to get on a budget. A credit counselor from a nonprofit agency right, is required by law to provide the best financial advice for your situation. Sounds like that means they might be a fiduciary. Credit counseling typically is free and can be, I hope. Credit counseling has to be free. If people are struggling with debt, they can't, you can't add another payment to their in their budget. They're struggling with money already. The counselor right, with such situation provide the best advice for eliminating. One of the options that may work if credit card debt is an issue is debt management. What the hell is debt management in the context of this? With this plan, credit card interest rates are reduced to a more manageable figure. Oh, okay. They, they can reduce your credit. Okay. They're going to be getting counterpunched already immediately. And one single, okay, consolidating. One payment is made to the agency handling the debt. No, nah. no. Okay. Not, okay. That sounds like borderline when you let your debt go into collections when they do that but sounds like they're not going to do that that option would be assessed during credit counseling all right let me i'm gonna talk on this real quick how much time i'm at not 45 minutes yet all right i'm gonna be under an hour i knew this one this article was gonna take some time let, let me sip my water When it comes to filing bank, and as we wrap up, again, this is an article again by Bill Fay. Shout out to Bill Fay. Bill, no pay Fay. Shout out to Bill Fay. But um, I would say, if, okay, let me be very clear. Unless you lose your job, hard pressed to be in a situation where you actually need to file bankruptcy. Because Really, only three types of debt. Here we go. Loss of a job, unaffordable, like unaffordable mortgage. Sell the damn house. And if you're upside, excuse me, if you're upside down on your house, ah, why are you upside down on your house? Right. I mean, their, their bankruptcy. I mean, you know, final stage. It, it, I mean, it, it's the last resort. You know, it's terminating your finances, you know, it's, it's shooting yourself in the foot in reference to your finances. But my goodness. I'm thinking of all the situations I've seen, again, helping people personally on financial coaching side, the amount of bank accounts I've seen, you know, all the data that's in my head. Most people just need to get on a budget, assess these debt payments stop doing anything else and then go to we're talking about we're talking about avoiding bankruptcy here we're not talking about anything else so obviously if you're facing bankruptcy you would stop i don't i don't know people's all the pundits views on this all the people in this financial space it's a lot of us right i don't know what other people's theories are if like i'm about to file for bankruptcy should i continue taking my 401k match no if you're if you're in a, if you're in a situation where even in that mindset, and obviously you sit down with somebody and assess it, you might just you know, you could be, uh, um, you know, over what is it? What is it? Not hyperbole. 
it's not overthinking, but you know, you're overestimating situation. I can't think of the word. You're overestimating your situation, right? You might be hysterical about it. I can't think of the freaking word. But if you're in a situation where, like, yeah, you you're you're on the borderline for file bankruptcy, or like you might need to, if things will turn around in the next, you know, three months or so, necessities that payments. And when we come to necessities, we might be chopping off something like the cell phone bill or decreasing. Like we might, depending on your like, if you're single, no no cell phone. Right? We we might be looking at getting rid of some of your necessities. And that's why I think something like your car, which is you know, your car is quote unquote an asset in the sense it has value, but you might need to downsell. You might you know say you your car is paid off, but you might need to sell your car using get some of that equity out of it. But most people, and I've and I've helped people not on the coaching side, but I, I've seen people's finances. Where they've been through bankruptcy, is is not it's not like you know, as it's talking about medical debt. It's not because people, you know, they unfortunately, but you know, they get cancer. You know, it's not like oh, I got cancer and now I'm going through bankruptcy, or I got in one bad car accident. Now I'm, no, it's not that. It's a, it's a multitude of things that rack up, and they never end up actually paying off any debt. Right? They never make any progress, get minimum payments back on a monthly basis, and then they you know have another issue, then another issue. I mean, simple logic. If you have a medical issue. For whatever reason, now you have medical debt. And not only do you make the financial decision to pay off the debt, but say it's some type of chronic issue, it's not like you got into an accident or something, but you have a medical issue and you don't do what you can that's best in your power, even medically speaking, but to fix the issue. And now your medical issue gets worse. And it makes sense. You're going to have more medical bills. Shout out to chronic. So what are you doing to prevent chronic issues? So is <laughs> Shout out to my chair. I can't wait to get a new chair. Bankruptcy is terrible. I mean, it is bad, bad, bad. But a lot of times when it comes, and I'm sitting here, you know, talk to a credit counselor. Y'all, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about filing bankruptcy, please reach out to me and I'll help you with such a situation. I will help you for free if you think about filing bankruptcy. Trust and believe. But this is why sometimes I just be so serious, like, just go to work. Wake up, go to work, come home. Because when we start getting... And to these type of articles, where we're talking about what to do if you're thinking about filing bankruptcy, debt consolidation, or settlement. You just need to you need to make more money. As it said, it was it sixty percent of people was thirty thousand slash forty thousand in today number in today's number as far as income. Like they they're not making any money in 2011. Sixty percent of people filed bankruptcy made less than thirty thousand. They they weren't making any money. They don't have any money. And that's the conversation we got to start having. It's like, well, people who don't have money, why do they get to have more debt? And like, when are we going to tell people they just got to make more? Because in this situation, your debt is your debt at the end of the day. Again, we're talking about the student loan situation here where, you know, you got to sue or, you know, prove the hardship, whatever the exact terminology was for that. Let me see. Undue hardship is like, my goodness. If you, if you bought too big of a house, that's on you. You, or maybe you bought a house too early, you bought the house without the emergency fund. And so now you got all these different things you put on the credit card. And a lot of times people may have medical debt, but it might be on their credit card. So I don't know if they're, how they're looking at that. But it's like you got all these little things over time, years, years. Bankruptcy isn't something that, you know, you mess up your finances for a year or two. It's going to be years, maybe even a decade or decades. Or as you saw, it said people in their, in their 50s and 60s that are following. Let me see the actual that again right so the race of people are 65 and older is increasing this doesn't give us the age of people i mean it does but it doesn't eight percent seniors and 20 20 percent is 55 and older is that 20 percent is that 20 percent eight percent in the sink is everybody who's whatever the article's over certainly if i'm a senior i'm over 55 but regardless you see as people are you know as time is going on older people and the the gen x gen z and um the millennials you know those generations have more debt than the baby boomers so it makes sense as time goes on we're seeing older people have an increase as far as bankruptcies because the debt is increasing uh, with each generation but my goodness bankruptcy is terrible and shout shout to debt.org this might be a website the deep dive on a nerdy on a nerdy day of mine Please, we're talk. We're gonna talk about the budget here. Episode's over. Oh, we did a late night stream. It's not dark out, but I, I forgot to turn the light on. 
Necessity's debt payments. Look at the shadow in the back. Is that the shadow? Oh, that's my desk. I'm, I'm blind. Shout out to my LASIK. Necessity's debt payments, investments, lifestyle. From a bankruptcy standpoint, if you're on the verge or think you're on the verge of considering talking to these credit counselors, you probably just need to pick up another job. It's that simple. Because if I was... Some things I don't do because God just knows I wouldn't be the best person for that job. Like I don't, he didn't give me that skill set. But if I was a credit counselor or I had a client, you know, somebody reached out to me and they want me to help them see if they need to file bankruptcy or not. Boy, would I go through their timeline. Their t- I would go through your whole lifestyle and see what you've been doing. And like, yeah, you got to file bankruptcy. You went to Starbucks so damn much. Or you've been going to the bar so much. Like you be, you be drinking alcohol insanity that you about to file bankruptcy and you be drinking alcohol why are you drinking alcohol you ain't got no money it's different you file bankruptcy because you can't find a way to cancel you know your goals gym membership at least you try and go to the gym but in america most people don't even live a healthy lifestyle as far as what they eat when i'm saying healthy lifestyle now you're consuming all these negative things and then you're in a terrible financial situation it's like you're not it's different when you do things that benefit you or I say benefit you, things that you you like to do and that benefit you, right? But a lot of times you got all this credit card debt because you was going to brunch with people you don't rock with no more or you go to weddings and things like that where, you know, people that you don't bank with no more and then now your finances are messed up. Start assessing your life better. This is insanity, bro. It's crazy. All right, all right, y'all, that's it. Locked and loaded, end of the episode. Make sure that like button, share and subscribe for the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. Again, student loan situation. I can't wait to do that article. I'm probably going to, I'm not doing it this week. I'm probably not doing it this week. I'm going to try to do it this weekend. I don't know. I got a lot of stuff going on. Regardless, I can't wait to do that student article to sort of, you know, spin off of the last two or last three articles, I think. I'm talking about six figures, I think two episodes ago, articles. Two episodes ago, in the last episode, we talked about finances and how it impacted mental health. It can match people's financial situation when it comes to if you didn't if you didn't know, bankruptcy is extremely stressful. Extreme, extremely. There are some people whose finances are so bad and they want to get a divorce, but they can't because the finances are so bad. They go through bankruptcy, but they can't go through the divorce because it's that bad. And then we're also going to talk about student loans, which is I mean, it's going to be a situation once they kick back on because we know we know student loans are starting back up. But the question is how much forgiveness or if forgiveness is occurring. I guess how much, right? You know, anywhere from zero dollars to twenty thousand. What, what, what are they kicking out? But then these payments are going to start back up, so we're going to see how everything, everybody's situation is going on right now. But all right, y'all. Again, any questions, concerns, reach out to myself or my co-host Jordan. Again, I'm Silent underscore Corey. Jordan stops all and J on social media platforms. His business page is finally fit 06 and then finally fit.live for virtual training sessions. All right. And for financial coaching information, reach out to me on my social media. All our contact information is in the show notes on YouTube. If y'all need some help, you gotta reach out. Uh, we put like this. I, I should do this advertising in the beginning. But we see the numbers going up. By the end of the day, we we want to help people. All right, we, we want to help y'all. Myself mm-hmm. on the finance side, Jordan on the fitness side. All right, health is wealth, but you also got to get your wealth right. That's from. That's gonna. That's gonna be mine. That's that's mine. Health is wealth, but you also. All right, I like that. All right, y'all. That's it. Again, remember to say more, say less, and keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.